What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Are you good? Yeah. Well, I'm currently menstruating. (laughs) Same. Twins. (laughs) We're synced up like Bluetooth. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Do guys know that girls sync up on their periods? Yeah. I don't know. Well, now you do. Now you do. If you're listening, you do. (laughs) Shout out dad. He's going to be like, oh, I didn't want to know that. Every every week I shout my dad out because I think he's the only guy that actually listens. Oh no, you'd be surprised. I got the numbers. We have, that's, a, lot, that's we have true. a lot of guys, that's but true. like older. Yeah, like, weird. Uh, Forty and up. <laughs> weird creepy men. <laughs> hey, weird creepy men. What's up? <laughs> wow, it's we, been a long time. Yeah, we didn't see us last week. No, we kind of made a last minute decision that we didn't want to film. Yeah. Well, we were also, it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, we just, we had family and a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And then we were just like, do you want to film? Yeah. With and it he was kind show. of like, oh. and I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, mental break. Yeah. Hon- it's, honestly, it's a lot because we're, we're pushing out content all the time. Yeah. You know? It's it's hard coming yeah. up with what to talk about when. And you know, we don't get a lot of suggestions. No. <clears throat> yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that squad. <laughs> thanks for that chat. But yeah. how was your Thanksgiving? Well, it was good. I was with you. You yeah, had me asking like I didn't know. <laughs> we, um, our families got together and celebrated and it was really mm. nice besides a little bit of drama. Yeah. With the police. Yeah, there was a hit and run. Yeah. Mike Mike and Shelly's truck, somebody hit it and left the scene and tow it up. Yeah, it was pretty insane actually. I was not expecting that on my Thanksgiving 2023 <laughs> bingo card. Nope. But that was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so prayerfully, everything, I mean, I don't know if they'll actually find the, the driver. We think he lives in the neighborhood. But, you know, it's dark and none of the ring cameras could pick up. All we could see was it was it was a white SUV. SUV. That's it. So if you're listening, turn <laughs> yourself in. Yes. you will be dealt with. Uh-huh. We, Trust. I, every time I come over, I'm like, I go around the block. I know, I'm block. scoping. I'm like, hmm. what is he but yeah, he's nothing. hiding. He's Found hiding. nothing. Nope. But other than that, the food was great. Food Company was, was wonderful. Yep. Had a good time. It was nice to get like Jacob involved again. I know. I haven't seen Jacob in forever, what feels like. Uh-huh. And we used to hang out all the time. I know. Hartville Kitchen Squad. Uh-huh. That's just what happens. We reminisce. And then Zach, his greasy butt on the couch. Yeah, Zach, Zach tore up our couch. <laughs> I mean, he didn't tear it up. He just got it dirty, our new white white couch from love sack so if you know anything <laughs> that baby is not cheap and my mom was like oh my god Zach works oh on a lot god. of car, a lot of cars so he's just greasy it, all you have to do is take off the sheet and put it in the washer my mom was like oh my god Zach got the couch dirty oh my god that's so stressed as it's like get, getting clean like in the washer she's like oh my god we can't try it i know you couldn't even tell no, at all no mom if you're watching this calm down it's it's clean <laughs> We have TJ that literally sneezes blood. Blood, I know. That's a little bit worse. Every time I come over, I'm like, uh, there's blood on the couch. Your mom's like, it's I know, and it's fine. <laughs> Love sack. We trust. Yep. Yeah. It was good. It was a good little Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, last episode, my brain is period brain. <laughs> my brain can't think straight today. But last episode before Thanksgiving, we were kind of talking about... Um, Things that are important to us, is that what is that what it was? Things that are important to us and things that are important for us? Yes. And that, that was actually like a few weeks before, uh, whoa, before. And then we talked about like 
um, ways to get out of. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember anything. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Co-host. <laughs> Main host. <laughs> yeah. We kind of wanted to go along the topic of um, mental health. Kind of the first season we went really hardcore with mental health and kind of just struck it right at like the anxiety, depression. Mm hmm. Um, and that kind of stuff, because that's what we've we've struggled with. But we kind of want to make these a little bit more resourceful, I feel like, or just mm-hmm. more personal. Yeah. Like the first season was personal, but I felt like it was broad, like yeah. very broad. It was just kind of like a definition, how it applies to us, how we deal with it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. But not like what what causes depression, our depression and mm-hmm. our anxiety. Mm-hmm. Or like how we have noticed in it, our own lives or like ways that, you know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, what helps us. Mm -hmm. So today, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about. It's just Mm -hmm. kind of, I guess, when we kind of find ourselves in that negative loop of thinking or just kind of uncomfortable feeling. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like sometimes for me, I don't know if it's the same for you, I can notice myself getting in really unhealthy patterns, but it doesn't even start with just how I'm thinking. It's just like where I'm at in life. Mm -hmm. It's either like I'm stuck in a place where I'm I'm no longer belonging or I'm forcing myself to stay somewhere because I'm uncomfortable with the idea of changing something around in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where my mental health can start like fleeting. Yeah. <laughs> and falling into a very bad mm-hmm. area in my life. I feel like for me right now in the state that I'm in, um, the holidays have been kind of hard for me to mm-hmm. navigate because this is like the first without my grandpa. Mm-hmm. So like Thanksgiving was like, I went home and <laughs> it was like really hard for me. And it was yeah, like, yeah, when you're alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I felt like I did. Well, I, I, in the morning mom and I were like making the stuffing and we were like chopping the bread and the onions and celery, and her mm-hmm. and I were both just sobbing at the ends of the table. Yeah. But it's like, like, but we like got it together, but it's just like weird because like, You don't want to, um, not that I don't want to move on, but it's just like, I don't want to ever like. Feel guilty? Yeah. It's weird. Like, I'm just like in this space where it's like, you know, like I I don't want to, I don't want to always be sad about it. And I know Mm -hmm. he wouldn't want that, but it's just like, I feel like, well, the world has already moved on. They, the next day they were like, okay, we're keeping, but me, like I'm still in this like limbo. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. Honestly, um. I feel like that about Lexi all the time because it's been, oh my gosh, I don't even know how many years. I can't think off the top of my head too many. And that's like how I feel, especially after it's after every big event. So I feel like that feeling never the thought of living life without someone that you thought you were going to live like your whole life with. Mm -hmm. I feel like it sticks around Yeah. because like when I graduated high school, that was like the first big event when I went into high school. Because she passed right before we went to high school. And then when I graduated, it was really hard because I was like, this should be Lexi and I. And then when I left for college, I was like, dang, I don't know if Lexi would have went to college. She never really seemed like the type to go to college. If you knew her or you knew she was like just a free bird. But it's like just like these big life events that I get to experience and Mm -hmm. I get to enjoy. And she doesn't have the privilege of that anymore. It's just like a weird like, oh, dang, I feel guilty doing this. Mm -hmm. But I feel like just the sense of remembering them and carrying the like the things you love most about that person or the things, you know, that they strive for, like their legacy, like you said, with your Mm -hmm. grandpa. That's what's 
important right. and you'll get to the place where you don't feel sad about it, but you still will think of it. Mm -hmm. And like yesterday I was, I was on Snapchat and I was looking for someone like my contacts and I came across my friend Anthony that had taken his life um, mm -hmm. a little while ago. And we were also really good friends. He didn't live here. He lived in West Virginia. Shout out all my West Virginia friends. Um, and that hurt me too, because we had talked a lot about mental health because he struggled with it along like sad me and that wrecked me mm -hmm. and it's so, like seeing his name yesterday and seeing that like it was like open he had read my the last time we ever snapchatted he had read my text on snapchat so it was just like the little open arrow and it says like 200 plus weeks ago and I was just like oh my gosh like yeah and then you're like oh my I haven't thought about this person yeah oh my gosh I'm I'm sick I feel like crap yeah that's, that's how I get. Yeah, like, like you don't think about him and then you're like, I'm awful for forgetting yeah. someone that I care so much about. I know. And I'm, I'm also, this this like ties me up too. Like like now, for like until I go, like I'm going to have to remember them longer than I had them. And yeah. I'm just like. Yeah. Ugh. That's what's, I know. Because that's, it's just a part of, it's a part of life, yeah. unfortunately. But it's like a really crappy but it's like, part of life. It's a loop that I get mm -hmm. sucked into. Yep. It, so I'm just like, I understand that it's a negative thing. So I need to like bring it out. <laughs> I need to twist, yeah. twist the narrative. Yeah. Um, one of the things we wrote down was you don't need to stay in places where you no longer are growing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like personally for me, I had experienced that mm -hmm. just recently. And I can now say, because for the past two, three years, I had really struggled with mental health, like really badly. And it's such this time of year, like the fall time has been so weird for me because for once, I feel like for once in my life, for once in the past three years, I have not been like depressed. Mm -hmm. Like I've not had those really like it's cloudy as mess today and I don't feel it. Mm hmm. And it's kind of like a breath of fresh air, but it's such a weird feeling because I've been so used to being down. Mm -hmm. And as, as I was kind of like thinking about like, oh, you don't need to stay in places where you no longer, no longer are growing. I can sit and think about like, you know what's crazy? Like I am out of this place that I like tried to mold myself into being, which was like college and all of my college friends in my last relationship. I like had tried to shrink myself down into this box that like I thought I belonged in because I wanted to belong there, that it was like actually taking toll on not only just my body and just like the way I handle things, but my mental health. And now that I'm out of it, it's, I'm actually free from it. Mm -hmm. Like I can sit here and you say that. see clearly. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. wow, maybe, you know, maybe I'm not actually as sad as what I thought I was. And maybe it wasn't, a, you know, because you get um, it's like chemically imbalanced. Like I'm actually like depressed. Maybe I just wasn't a place for so long that I was forced to myself to be in that it was actually, I couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that was like my biggest eye opener while actually writing these notes down. I was like, you know what? Like I talk about being sad all the time. I haven't really felt sad. Yeah. I mean, Good. besides like, praise God, like breakup emotions, but that's like in like, that's been, I'm over it. Yeah. Like situationship emotions. Yeah. <laughs> that's real. But like, yeah. it's just been so weird, mm -hmm. but like I, I can, I can definitely attest to, you don't have to stay in places where you are no longer growing because yeah. you feel it mm -hmm. and it hurts you more than it will kind of like hinder, it, it hinders mm -hmm. you more than it helps you. Yeah. 
And I'm probably going to open a can of worms with <laughs> what I'm about to say. Not, not about you, but with me. Oh. Um, I just, you just seen your face. <laughs> I was so scared. I was like, what have I not? Un- oh, I'm so no. scared. Um, for me, like, the last church I was at, um, I didn't. I wasn't, like, being spiritually fed. <laughs> can of worms are open. <laughs> and... Um, it was really hard cause it was like, you know, the church I knew my whole life Yeah, and it was really scary for me to walk away. Like, and it all kind of like started with COVID mm-hmm. when like, you know, we had to close the church doors and I was like nervous that I wouldn't, you know, how, how do I, do, how do I do this on my own? Like, you know, it was just, yeah. but you know, during these last few years, I have felt like I have grown so, so much spiritually mm-hmm. and the place you know, where I worship now has been so like liberating and freeing and I'm getting more out of what I'm doing now than I have my, for the last, I don't know, a few yeah. years. So I feel that. yeah, it's, it's been like, and it's weird because what my church is now, it's not everybody's idea or cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so people are like, Oh, that's not even a real thing, but it, it is so real to me, mm-hmm. and I have never felt like um, how I feel now um, when I go. We do a lot of outreach things and out in the community, and that's where I feel closest to God because, right. you know, when when Jesus was on this earth, you know, he was walking around and, you know, causing mayhem in all the cities, and that's what we're trying to do in our city. We just want to love people, feed them, clothe them, really just be the hands and feet. And that's not like what religion looks like to people. But, yeah, you know, I'm kind of in this weird place, but it's so it's been so fulfilling. I so, wouldn't consider it weird. I would just consider it like, it's you know, not, it's your um, church. Like, yeah. take away the building mm-hmm. and the prob- the problematic people. And I say problematic people because people are problematic because we're human mm-hmm. and a church is run by humans. Mm-hmm. Therefore, there will always be a problem because yeah. the way we we are and our fleshly our fleshly desires and just the flesh mm-hmm. in general. Um, but I feel like you're just you took just the building and the operations away and you kind of are just you guys are all moved more by the spirit in the sense of like, okay, we're going to go out and do this. We're not going to sit here and gather and listen to man talk about God because, you know, we will always, in a sense, unfortunately come up short when we are talking about God because he is, Mm -hmm. he is God and, (laughs) you know, he's undescribable and yeah, we can talk about the word and we can talk about the Bible and teach lessons and preach Mm -hmm. and, and, and rebuke and, and bring people to God. But at the end of the day, sometimes it's not our words, it's our actions. Mm -hmm. Like we just talked about off camera. you know, when you come to someone with love, it'll go further than discipline 100%. and confrontation mm-hmm. and the right intentions matter. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like, you know, when you're going, when you're not able to grow somewhere and we wanted to incorporate this with our last church, but it was just not, it was shut down. And when you get like to that place where like, oh, you know, you can't do this, you can't do this. You're kind of like restricted. Yeah. And I guess now like, it, you know, the Lord spoke to my father and said, you know, you're going to start a new thing. And at first me and my mom were like tussling, like, absolutely not. But Mm -hmm. then like we got the revelation ourselves, and it's just been, you know, it's just unfortunate because it was like family, you know, so like there's like this weird 
you know, um, tension, but it's just, you know, we were in, in a different season that wasn't, it wasn't serving us anymore. We had to make a move mm. and there's no, you know, I have no bad feelings or anything like that, but it's just, you know, when it's your time to let go of something and you know it, you have to do it. You have to do it. Yeah. Obedience is sometimes so scary and you, you don't know what's going to come of it, but mm. It's very rewarding when you um, when, when you, you take when you listen. Yeah, are there like because I wrote down like how to know if something is no longer serving you. Mm-hmm. Is there how is there a way you know like something that you can pinpoint where you are just like oh okay, this is my this is my sign. This is my um, time to go. Yeah, I think well number one um, like resentment like. If you are very resentful of something um, Mm. and you just have this like it's in your gut. Like Mm -hmm. I'm a a person that I I feel like I have a really good, strong sense of like discernment and I will know if things are. Yeah, this is not for me. Um, And that's not even just like in a spiritual sense, but like, you know, even like on my job or with the people I meet, like I just, I mean, I guess it is spiritual, but I just know. Um, I think I have a really good like internal, um, I can like trust that. Um, So I think like learning to do that and like, um, I mean, it's not really, it's not hard, but it's not easy Easy. to like describe. Yeah, I get it. I guess you just have to like, you, you know how like when you're doing something wrong, and you know, and you feel, you know, it's like, okay, I should not be doing this. Like as a child, like if your mom said like, I don't know, only two cookies and you took three, but you know, and like that guilt, like that's kind of like how well, you have. Th- that, yeah. And that's what starts mm. it. Like, and then I just learned to kind of use it. Like I can just tell instantly if somebody is for me or not from really just meeting them instantly. Yeah. For me, it's a little bit harder because... I don't want to say I feel like I'm more of a people pleaser mm-hmm. than you are, but like I feel like as of recently, yeah, I've been learning that I'm more of a people pleaser than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. I put my trust in people like almost <clears throat> instantaneously, yeah. and I, that is that is in general, in a sense, just people pleasing because you want people to like you, mm-hmm. and I am someone that I want to make sure everybody is kind of like not taken care of, but like, I want people to enjoy being around me. That's like my big thing is I want people to feel like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And so like, sometimes I'm like, you can just have every piece of me and I'm not going to care. So like for me, the discernment of knowing like whether someone that gut feeling, whether that situation is good for me or not, I can feel it, but I'll still myself, my self doubt (laughs) and my people pleasing is like, well, you know, it's like, it'll be fine. Like it's, it's fine. Like, yeah. But at the end of the day, if I can make them happy for like a day or two, day or two, like it'll be okay. It's worth it. It's not. No, it's not because you have to put yourself first at some point. And I will say that's where I have learned. I will, I, I'm, I still feel like I am a people pleaser, but not, um, to that extent. I have learned to, um, put my peace first mm-hmm. and I would rather be I'm now I'm a peacemaker and a peacekeeper. Now if people, I will do things to keep the peace, but once we walk away from that, I'm done. Yeah. And that's where I've learned to just right. like shut, shut it down. Like if, you know, where if I'm with somebody that I know does not like me, has wronged me, 
in that moment, I will be kind because I feel that that's right. Mm -hmm. But I'm not, I'm not giving them information. I'm not doing anything extra above Mm -hmm. what I'm called to do. And that's just be kind. Yeah. I also feel like an indicator for me of when I know I like something is no longer serving me is it no longer brings me joy or meaning. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I'm a really passionate person. Like I think that's because of the people pleaser. Like when I do something, I feel like I put my all into it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's actually what I talk about in counseling. She's like, you, it's either you are the complete total opposite ends of the spectrum. It's either you give your all wholeheartedly and nothing but that, or you, there's, you don't do anything. There's There's nothing. nothing. (laughs) And that is quite literally me, I feel like. And so, when I can kind of feel myself feeling like, okay, this is something that I used to be so passionate about. And now I feel like I don't really have the urge or like oomph to get up and do it. Like for instance, I used to serve in a student ministry when I was in Alabama and I was just getting to the point of where I was kind of burnt out. I was seeing behind the, um, behind the curtains of the way things were being run, the way the leaders were acting, the way staff was acting. And I didn't really like it. Um, I didn't like the favoritism. I don't, I, I, I honestly hate that in the church because it's, Mm -hmm. I don't, I want to, I don't want to say it's every church, but the churches that I've been to, it's very prevalent when you're there that you, if you are not a favorite, you're not a favorite in anything and you won't get very far, Mm -hmm. which is really sad. Um, and I just saw a lot of that. I saw a lot of not really, um, just their actions didn't align with the words they were speaking to the students. And I hated that because these are, I was a middle schooler once looking up to these youth leaders and, you know, now I'm seeing the other side of where stu- like the youth leaders don't care as much as they say they do. Mm-hmm. And I was getting to a point of where I was like, yeah, I don't even want to go. I have no desire. Like, it's just really hard. It's, it's hard for me. And, you know, obviously you could counteract that with, well, if you love students so much, why don't you still do it? Again, when you are not supposed to be somewhere, it doesn't serve you anymore. You can just tell. I didn't fit in the mold. I didn't fit in that that type of world that I wanted to live in so badly and stay in. And it brought me no more joy. And it brought me no more joy that sucked the life out of me. It sucked. It honestly just, I didn't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I never thought that I would ever say that. And it was really, it was really hard to walk away from something that I love so much because then there was, there was that resentment Mm -hmm. and there was that just gut feeling of like, okay, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be, I can't be doing this anymore because it's not only hindering me, it's hindering the students that I'm leading because there is that resentment there. And I'm sitting here listening to these other leaders talk about God and talk about how they're faithful with this, 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 and this, and how they, these kids should be, you know, pure and how these kids should be loving others and, and caring for friends. And, and I'm not seeing that in their own life. And that's really hard for me. Mm -hmm. And that was my tell where I was like, okay, this is time. It's time for me to step down Mm -hmm. and, you know, God is going to obey and, and see my obedience in that. And he'll, he'll redeem it and he'll bring me, you know, he'll bring me comfort in that situation of me not knowing why I had to do it, but I had to. And, you know, it is what it is. And I'm really grateful for the time I got to spend there, but, um, it's not worth, it's not worth your mental health being somewhere where you thought you belonged, but you don't mm-hmm. anymore. It's just not worth it. Well, I think that kind of leads us into like our next point, cause mm-hmm. you're not allowed, you aren't yourself around those others. And, you feel like you have to change who you are to fit in. Yeah. And I have seen, I have done that so many times in my life. Um, As I've gotten older, it's definitely decreased, but 
you know, there's so many times, and I'll just use this as a, like an example. Like, you know, I liked a boy that was a little more into country. I did not like country music. I started wearing cowboy hats. We have like, a picture. <laughs> insert. <laughs> um, you know, there's just so many things that I would do, like, mm-hmm. you know, to make myself more desirable or mm-hmm. just to fit in. And it was not who I was at all. Oh, um, yeah. I've done it with friends. Um, I can you kick know. myself. Yeah. And you look back and it's like so embarrassing. Yeah. But it's just that's kind of like pe- people get sucked in to, and caught up in yep. those different types of lifestyles. And you just it, it becomes a negative thing and, and you kind of lose sight of who you are. Yep. And your identity and you're looking for pe- your identity in other people. And you're just like, who you, am I? Yeah. I am whoever I'm hanging around yeah. or whatever boy I like. Please, 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 if you are a girl or even a guy, do not change who you are for someone for mm-hmm. them to like you. If they are for you, friend or relationship, they will be for who you are to your deepest, darkest core, mm-hmm. your character, who you are when the camera's off, who you are when you're not around anyone, who mm-hmm. you are when you are your happiest and your most sad. Like. People, your people will show who they are, yeah. And people that are supposed to be in your life will prove it. You don't have to go looking for someone like that. Like they will come. I promise they will come. Yeah. And I could kick myself. Yeah. I could kick myself and kick myself and kick myself because I changed who I was, like not for my past relationship but the one before it. And I tried to hold out for this person for so long, like kid you not, it was years. Mm-hmm. And it, as of this year, come to find out that he is who he says he, oh, they say who they are. They will show. They will show you. They will show yeah. you and you have to believe them, whether you want to believe them or not. Mm-hmm. Please. Like I could, don't, yeah. don't be desperate. Be who you are and who you are is enough. And if someone doesn't want to be in your life because of who you are, then they, they will be in someone else's life and that's okay. Right. And I think I want to add to it, like you might be you know, all of these things, they, they love certain things about you, but the things that, you know, maybe you struggle with, like your mental health, the person that's meant for you, that will not be a burden to them. Yes. It, Especially it's, that. Yeah. It's all of you. And it's not something that, you know, and I think that's why, like, I don't care to settle for anything. Like to this point, like I've gone this far now. Yes. It's like, I don't care to like wait. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's, I think it's going to be so much more, um, like gratifying when you know when you're with the person you're supposed to be and mm-hmm. they love you for all of these things not yep. just some and and you're not, and you don't have to sell yourself short. Yeah, please don't sell yourself <clears throat> short because yeah. there's too much of you mm-hmm. for for someone that is mediocre. Yeah. Mediocre, boring and just not worth it. I pr- mm-hmm. I can I can promise you. Yeah. Especially in your 20s because nobody knows who you are in your 20s. No. When I look back <laughs> gosh me looking back last year well i mean just the person i thought i was i I was at 16 18 21 25 like even like i don't even feel like i'm the same person i was yesterday like oh yeah yeah you know i i just you know we're constantly like learning new things and you know like me i'm somebody i'm i feel like i'm an, an absorber like you know if there's like a really good like person or a good quality or attribute that somebody has like i want to absorb that and yes. then like try to use that 
you know, yeah. in my life. So like, there's so many things that like I've tried and maybe they didn't serve me. So I knew to let those go. Yeah. But, um, and then, but there's also things that like I've held on to like a little too long because, you know, I thought that it would work out. Or oh my it gosh. It would you thought know. to your core, this person's yeah. for you. Yeah. But, Ooh, do I have a story for you? <laughs> yeah, but it's just sometimes it's not the way that it's supposed to be. And you will get signs. And sometimes you have to learn the same lesson over and over again. And if you can't learn it then, sometimes you get um, uh, throttled really, really hard. And that's where I have been in my life. And there is so much more that I could say. But Listen. We will tell, we will have a, are you good? Tell all <laughs> people aren't ready yet. No, because it, when you say, when you don't learn a lesson, sometimes you go through it. Mm -hmm. It could even be with a person. Cause trust me, I can attest to that. Mm -hmm. All right. God will teach you. He is a father mm -hmm. and there is discipline. Discipline's never fun or easy. No. But when, when he knows that you've learned it, trust me, you'll know when you've learned it too. Uh -huh. And all I've got to say is sometimes you have to know when it's time to leave. And that can be the hardest lesson. Yeah. Because for me, for years, it was the hardest lesson. And that goes for friendships, relationships, places, people, things. Jobs. Jobs. Even like attitudes, mm -hmm. just habits. It th it's hard to walk away from something that you've pictured your life mm -hmm. or like walk away from someone you pictured your, you know, that would be in your life forever. Um, but you know, when you can have the strength to walk away, I think that's the most exhilarating feeling mm -hmm. and most confident you probably will ever be knowing like this doesn't serve me anymore. I'm doing myself a disfavor by staying somewhere that I know hurts me mm -hmm. and it's going to hurt going, but it hurts more staying Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you walk away from it and you look back, you realize that you weren't even yourself anymore. That's when you know that you have done yourself a favor. Yeah. And I think one of the other things is um, you stop striving to be a better person. You become complacent and content in the place you're currently in, whether that's like a place that is not serving you anymore. It's just like mediocre. It's I'm someone that strives for better. And when I can feel myself settling in a place like this is like, I know, like I've, I've had moments where I knew I was settling. I should have left then mm -hmm. and I didn't and I could kick myself for it. But at the same time, I know now that I will never let myself stay in a place I'm being content and complacent in, you know, there's different <clears throat> content with Christ and, and can, you know, that's, I am content with my relationship with God, but I'm always striving to be more because I know that, you know, he will always be there for me and I'm never meeting up to the standard of what I need to be. Mm -hmm. But I know that because of him, I am set free. But in the things of like my daily life, like when you start to feel yourself letting go of that part of you, that's like, dang this, that part of me, like that was my core and I'm letting go of that. That's a red flag. Like, pay attention to that feeling, pay attention to that feeling of you not caring anymore. You just like lazy, yeah. um, nonchalant, just letting people walk all over you. Yeah. There's just like no desire to go after the things that you want. Yeah. You don't really have any goals, no desires. You're just like, yeah, but <clears throat> it's time to go. It's, mm -hmm. it's time to go start fresh. Like if you're not being challenged by the yes. people around you to like, you know, like, 
if my friend is starting a business and like doing going after their dreams, like that's gonna that should charge you to be like, okay, what are my dreams? What can mm-hmm. I? Mm-hmm. But if you're just around people that are like, eh, you know, <laughs> let's let's not do anything. You're, I want to go to work tomorrow. That's my goal. Yeah, no, that those people and that lifestyle doesn't serve you. You should always be around people that mm-hmm. you know push you to your limits and just kind of like exceed those limits because yep. sometimes we naturally put a cap on ourselves, like. This is it. This is me. But mm-hmm. no, there's there's people in your life that can really push you and pull things out of you that you didn't even know you had. Yep. And when you get in a really good space, um, you know, and you're around the right people, those things naturally just start coming out of you. Yep. You won't have to you won't have to fight for it anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't have to fight to keep it. It's something that actually stays on the forefront of your head and your mind mm-hmm. when you're somewhere where you know like if you don't know it's somewhere where you need to be, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. You can feel yourself relaxed. You won't have to feel like you're walking on eggshells. You won't have to feel like you're too much for someone or a group or a person mm-hmm. um, or a job. You won't have to feel like you're too much because you should never feel like that. And it's a really like diminishing feeling. Yeah. Like, oh, I feel like I'm. You ever been in like a group setting and you say a joke and nobody listens and then like someone else says it and you're just like, and then everybody laughs. <laughs> and you're kind of just like, dang, I kind of don't really be here anymore. Yeah. Like, that's like you, like, in real life, that happens. That that feeling of it being shrinking back and shrinking, shrinking yourself down to someone that might be a little bit more like they're, you know, it's not worth it. No. Because most of the time they envy you. They're jealous of you. That's why they belittle you and make you feel like that. That's why they be talking. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's not worth it. No. You deserve to be in a better space. You deserve to leave that area. And, and you might not know where you're going because, you know, when I've left, like when I left um, Alabama and came home, I had no idea where I was going. And you don't have to know where you're going. You don't have to have a plan mm-hmm. before you leave something. Now, now take that with a grain of salt. Like if you're leaving a job and you need to pay bills and stuff, like I mean, have you have something lined up. But I was in a place where I was moving back home with my parents. I didn't necessarily need a job right away. I just, I had, I, I, I had space to figure it out. And I had space to, to sit back and reflect on where I was and who I was. And, you know, I needed that. And now I'm at a place, like I said earlier in the, in the episode that I, I can sit back and think like, I really haven't been as sad as I have been in the past few falls and winters. Like I haven't really been depressed. I have been eating. I've been doing well. I've been up with my friends. I've been wanting to go out. I haven't been sad. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. I'm in a place right now where I need to be and I don't have to leave anytime soon. And don't make anyone feel like, don't make people like make you feel like you have to leave a place where they might not agree that you're at. Mm -hmm. I feel like we have done a good job of that. In the sense of like, you see where I'm at and I see, I can see where you're at and, you know, we might not be in the same place, but we know that that's where you need to be. Right. And I think it's important to remember that like everybody's healing journey looks different. Yes. Where somebody might be able to get over something in five minutes and it might take Mm -hmm. somebody 20 years, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think you also have to be, you have to remember that too, like, you know, for Sydney to say like, hey, you know, I'm in a better place than I was a couple of years ago. That might seem like nothing to somebody but Mm -hmm. for Sydney that's huge because if you know her you know that so like and and I I've noticed a huge difference in you in the last like six months yeah you know I've noticed a huge difference in myself in the last three months yeah four months yeah it's just it's just different it's when you came home Mm -hmm. this last time you were just different and I knew that we were 
on the up and coming. On the right track. I was down in the dumps. You know, if you're down right now, just know you probably can't go down any farther. The only way is up. Yeah. And I can say that and kind of giggle because that's how I was. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, bro, I'm so down bad. But the only way to get not down bad is to get up. Yeah. Get my money up. And that's what I've been doing. I mean, get my money up, get and, my funny up. Yeah, and sometimes you you have to be your biggest motivator. And you you mm-hmm. will not change unless you want to. So, yep. like, you have to tell yourself, like, when you're in that moment of, like, doom and gloom and nothing is going right, ask yourself, like, do I want to be like this? Like, the rest is of my this, life. Is this who... Is this all that there is for me? And yeah. if you have any kind of questioning, then probably the answer is no. And yep. you have to push yourself. And sometimes, like, you know, it does. We, we've talked about having a really good circle around you. That is important. But if you don't want to change and if you don't want to be happy and you don't want to be healthy, you won't. Yes. Um, you have to have that desire. And I yep. think that that's very important, too. So ask yourself. Like, yeah. 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 Do I want to be better? Do I want to be better? Do we walk? We we talked about that. That's those internal motivators that we talked about. Like we have to figure out things. We're in that funk. Do I want to be like this forever? No. How do I get out of this? Mm-hmm. Those list of things that we you know yeah. we had talked about. Find a friend. Listen to music. You know. Go. Journal. Journal. Devotional. Yeah. Walking, eating, sleeping, mm-hmm. sitting in the dark, sitting in the sunlight. Things yeah. things that you know will help you get to a better place. You have to know those because. Not everybody, not everybody knows you like you. Not Nobody everybody comes, you. not everybody comes swimming by with a lifeboat. Sometimes you got to hold on and then get yourself out until, you know, something does come. Yeah. Because not, not all the time we don't get, we don't get handouts and I wish, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wish I could get a, get out of jail free card. Uh-huh. Get out of the funk free card. I get a check for 650000 30000 650000 <laughs> We want it all. Yeah, money come to me. Mm. Mm, hallelujah. You know, there's, you know, but until you get to that point where that check does come, you're going to have to, you know, work into your savings. <laughs> nothing changes uh-huh. if nothing changes. Think about that. Yeah. Nothing will change if nothing changes. Exactly. Sheesh. I got to stop saying that. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I mean, you're right. Actually, I don't have to stop saying that. Sheesh! Sheesh, nothing exactly. changes. If nothing changes, exactly. man, nothing will change. Well, yeah. well, we hope that you have learned or at least thought about a place mm-hmm. or person or job or situation that no longer serves you. And it brings you a lot of negativity, brings you no joy, and it makes you feel like you can't be yourself. Because then maybe you can try to start figuring out how to leave. How to yeah. change, how to be better. Because mm-hmm. that's what we want for you. Because yeah. that's what we want for ourselves. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be some drastic thing. Just no. one step at a time. Like a little a little bit goes a long way. And if it's, you know, if it's somebody that is in your life that, you know, they're no longer serving you. I mean, you don't have to cut them out all the way, right? You know. Boundaries. Yeah, set some boundaries. And we've, and we've talked about that before. And mm-hmm. But you have to, like Sydney said, you you got to do a little bit of the work too. Because yeah. it doesn't just come natural. No. And yeah, don't ever think that whatever we talk about comes natural. Yeah. We be, we, we're up here practice, talking about this, but it's, it's been coming into action too. And we're like, oh, yeah, look. we're like, dang, we got to do, we got to do what we're yeah. saying. We got, oh. We can't just talk the talk. You got to no. be about it too. We are all bark and all bite. Yeah. We're, roar. <laughs> For all the dogs, Drake. I am a dog. <laughs> But we hope yeah. that, you know, this will help you or this will challenge you um, 
and to try to get out, of that, get out of that loop, that negative funk. Yes, get out of it. It's not worth mm-hmm. it. Be on the up and coming. And get your money up and your funny up Yep. because we love you and we care about you. And we, we want you to be better. Yeah, be good. Yeah, do good. Be good. Are you good? Make sure you're good. Yeah. We just can't shut up. Nope. We don't want to turn this off. How do we end it? Just like this. Talk to you later. Bye. Peace and blessings. (laughs)